Hi, this is Mark Brady. I'm the pastor at Anchor Faith Church in Valdosta, Georgia. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today. We believe it will bless you and minister to you. I get ready to receive a word from God. Oh, man, God been good to this drunk joker from Louisiana. Man, I tell you, I was drinking a case of beer every day. Lost $70,000 on riverboats in Louisiana. Didn't get good, got in Christ. And how many know if any man be, I'm not, you're not going to be the only one answers now. No more answering for you. If any man be, he is a, all things have, behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Anybody ever been to that quiet church? Preach, you get up there and say, turn in your Bibles, if you would, to John, the third chapter. The third chapter, we're going to begin reading in the third verse, the third verse. I used to go to that. You, thank God. that. I mean, I, they're sincere, you know. And uh, you just got to, you know, when the Bible gets real to you, it can really change your situation. It's not a religion. Jesus isn't a religion. He didn't come to start another religion. The songs all said he come to set us free. And when you get free, you're way different than when you were bound up. See, a lot of time we come to church and we're still acting like we're the bound. Some people couldn't shout while they go. Just could not do it. You don't know. You don't know. I'm just telling you the truth. You just can't know what Jesus really did. Because it'll make you go buck wild crazy. Looking at what he did. I'm telling you, when I started seeing it, I'm like, I don't think I can sit here like a knot on a log no more. I think I'm going to have to get extremely happy. And people might think I'm weird. But some of them I'm worried about are going to hell. Why would I care what somebody going to hell thinks about me? Trying to impress people I don't even know. Sitting on a row with people, sitting there thinking, what are they going to think about me? Newsflash, they didn't come up here thinking about you. <laughs> Just so you know, nobody is in here thinking about you. That's arrogant. Man, that's an arrogant thought. What will they think if I start clapping? Nobody will think nothing because we're not watching you. Nobody in here come to spectate you. You know, the devil is real crazy how he messes people's praise up. If the earth yields its increase after you praise... Wouldn't the enemy's number one goal to be to shut you up? If I can keep them quiet. They might be in church, but I mean, if I can keep them shut up. And even the young people think they're just cool because they won't say nothing. Now, cool. I had a guy tell me one time, we started a youth group with 10 kids, and we grew it to about 250. And uh, had a youth pastor come up to me, and he said, Pastor Roddy, Pastor Roddy, you know what we need to do? We need to make being a Christian the cool thing. I said, well, Big Daddy, I said, uh, how are we going to do that? Because how are you going to improve on blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in, blessed going out, the head, not the tail, above, never beneath? How are you going to make that cooler? Paul, I know why he prayed now for Ephesus. Paul didn't pray anything for Ephesus that God do anything for them. God, Paul didn't say, Father, please do something for Ephesus. He said, Father, open Ephesus' eyes 
that they may know what is the hope of their calling, the riches of their inheritance in the saints, the incomparable great power for all the believers in the house. I'll just say this too. We're not doing an outreach tonight. I'm, anybody saved in here, raise your hand. If you're born again, look around. This isn't an outreach. This is a believer's meeting. You don't have to be up in here all, you're not cool. Man, man, come on, give me my Bible. Give me my Bible. Give me my Bible. We're not going to be cool long. Matter of fact, the sooner you can get uncool, the quicker you can get your blessing. I just said to heck with it. I don't care what nobody got to say. We had a vision to buy 18 wheelers, 18 wheelers, food trucks, airplanes. That was four years ago, and we'd dance over in St. Augustine with Pastor Earl. We would dance with him, and he's buying them all. He's buying them all. I said, it's already done, Big Daddy. Let's dance like you're seeing now. Me and him, we didn't say, but let's don't let nobody see us. Huh? Because there's people looking. People is your biggest trouble. You're not free until you're free from people. See, I got delivered from alcohol, and I got delivered from gambling. But the biggest thing I got free from was people. And if you're not free from people, I don't care what none of them say. I don't care what none of them think. And until you get free from people, you're going to be in bondage. You know why? They everywhere. <laughs> they all over the place. And if you're worried about what somebody's going to think or try to please everybody, boy, I tell you, there's freedom in Christ. I'm free in him. And Christ in me is the hope of glory. Not trying to be like nobody, preach like nobody. I can't, amen. I've tried to put on a northern accent. Everybody like, you country. God knows that too, you know. You know, God can use everybody in this room. Just like you are. I had two gifts. I loved coaching and I loved working with kids. And we started working with kids and coaching all in the town there. We started a Bible study with two kids in our hometown, and it grew into something that just took over the entire town to where Shreveport, Louisiana, Channel 3 News comes, did a story. You can go find it on the Internet about what's going on in Menden, Louisiana. They said, this is crazy. People come into Bible study every day at this high school. People say, what happened? I had people tell me, it's the end times. It's the end times. God's pouring out his spirit. No. No, it'll do, the Bible works for everybody the same way. It'll work if you work it. And if you'll step out there and go do it, the Bible says it's not the hearer that's blessed, it's the doer that is blessed. And I'm getting closer. Praise the Lord. Did I break it? Oh, you ready to catch me? We're going to crowd surf? Let's do it. Praise the Lord. Hey, Amen. I'll be 50 next month. I know well, that's crazy to y'all, isn't it? Praise the Lord. But it is. Stand up, Danielle. This is my, my good thing right here. When she calls on my phone. Woo, ma'am, my phone dials. It says your good thing. is. It says T-H-A-N-G is calling. Your good thing is calling. But when I call her, she don't never answer. Amen. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. She don't, I'm like been married 24 years now, and I mean she's answered about 10 times. Not good at phones. Amen. But I, I will say this, there's something coming on the earth today. Amen. And there's a remnant of people that's going to rise and shine. The Bible talks about in Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord does rest upon you. Look around you, the world is in darkness and getting into deep darkness. I mean, you know, they'll marry anything right now. <laughs> marry anybody right now. Dark and darker. 
like dumb and dumber. And the darker it gets, the dumber it gets. <laughs> you're living in a dumb world. Aren't you glad you're in the light? My God, we got the answer. How many of you glad we got the answer? You don't have to be stupid no more. <laughs> I don't know what. You okay, Mark? He's just looking like, no, Lord. Should I have invited this guy? I want to. He called me. We were remodeling our building, and he called out of nowhere. He said, man, I'd like for you to come preach at the Kingdom Rise Comp. Man, I'm ready. You sure about it, though? Because what I'd like to do is just wreck the whole place. Some of y'all too cool. Too cool. You're going to miss out on a, uh, your purpose and your calling. When you get free, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Amen. But we, again, I know people got to hear things. I don't, we're charismatic. I'm very charismatic. And uh, I want to be more. You know, a lot of people come to our church in Fort Walton. They say, oh, that's that happy church. That's that old happy. That's him. And they get mad about it. You know people get mad when you get happy. What are they happy about? So one guy, one time he goes, how you doing, Roddy? I said, I'm getting better every day, big daddy. My God, this is awesome. He goes, just wait. It'll get worse. Like, thanks, man. You're encouraging right there. Praise God. I just love being around you. <laughs> Some of the people in your life you need out of your life. Just so you know that, just for somebody in here. Amen. But there's a group of people going to rise up in these last days. If you can't see what's happening in our world today, you're blind spiritually and you're blind naturally. The enemy is a fear devil. He's, God is a faith God. The enemy's a, a, a fear enemy. He's a fear devil. He preaches fear. And division is of the enemy. Now, if you hear in a lot of racism and a lot of vaccine and virus, virus, virus has killed the whole world, 0.0092% of the population is dead. Don't you need to be fearful? When you hear fear pumping out of the airwaves and they're keeping death numbers on the TV screen, number one, turn this stuff off. Because I guarantee you, I mean, I don't want to say I'm not their judge, but it's a good chance some of those we sit there taking information from might not make heaven. They deny Jesus left and right, and we're trying to get our information from them. What? Hey, I got to get off of that. Danielle's off. You're going to make somebody mad. <laughs> you watch. Move on. Move on. Move on. There may be some people in here that are for the TV, I guess. I don't know. Praise the Lord. There may be some CNN fans. <laughs> some Fox fans. Yeah. You better turn them off, too. Till they start preaching the gospel, you shut them all down. You go see if there's any good news coming off of them. Boy, you watch people too. They, I'm not a CNN or MSNBC, but I love Fox. That's why you, anyway, let's go, let's go. You don't understand, brother. It's not the gospel. The good news will get you happy. That stuck us, it's joy suckers on them, on them channels. They have sucked the joy right out of you. I didn't mean to talk about this, Danielle. Praise God. 
But the world is trying to get us to compromise. And it's never changed. Never changed. I'm going to get into my message here in about 30 minutes. But there's going to be people that rise up like never before. But they're going to be uncompromising people. The Bible calls it words like this. I wrote them down. Unmovable and unshakable people are going to hit this world by storm. I won't move. I'm unshakable. I will not compromise. Watch this. The enemy, he wants the church to compromise. And a lot of churches are compromising, just so you know. We never will. I told our church, they're going to have to put chains on the doors and have guns out front before we're not coming. And then still we're trying to get in <laughs> through the roof or something. I like in the Bible, they're busting holes in roofs. We got people that cheer when Donald Trump says, guys, church is essential. And I watch all these Facebook posts and everybody's like, yeah, we, he said it. Like we need somebody to tell us we're essential. I don't need you telling me I'm essential. God lives inside of me. I don't need any president. We're waiting on somebody to affirm us. I've already got my affirmation. I am what he said I am. I don't need approval. I don't need permission. Not looking for no permission. Woo! Man, I'm sorry, Gerald. I told Earl and Marcy, I'm going to teach tonight, but I'm just, this, here's the deal too, boldness is a requirement these days. You can't skate by on sissy faith. You can't skate by in these last days on sissy faith. Church ain't enough. People got excited because they could go back to church. Woo! We get to go back to church. Big foot. That just tells me a lot. We like going and watch somebody talk. Because we think that's our mission and our purpose. You're either changing the world or the world's changing you. We bought 18 wheelers for a reason. And I was going to say a while ago, four years ago, we was dancing over them. Now we got the 18 wheelers, the box trucks, the food trucks, the other trucks, the new building, 25,000 square feet, totally remodeled, and an airplane. And you know what? We got all of it to go reach people in darkness. It's where we're headed. We're coming to you, and we're going to be pulling up like. Everywhere they've got these riots at, they're going to say, there's that truck again. What are they doing? We're going to preach the gospel. Get out of the way. There's good news. Amen. Amen. Church gets a hold of this. Racism is done. If you identify by your skin color, you are deceived. I'm not a white man. I'm not a white man. I'm a new man. And if I'm a new man in Christ and I'm not a white man, if you first identify with your skin color, you are deceived. I am a new man in Christ. And Paul said, I've been crucified with him. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And I'm telling you, I'm from Louisiana. KKK started over there. I started a Bible study in the Baptist church there, and I started bringing five white kids and then five black kids because I was coaching them. And then it grew to about 20 white kids, 20 black kids, 30, 40, and then it was 100 black and 100 white. And the pastor come up to me. He said, Brody, we're going to have to shut that down. I said, well, you know, that makes, I was really barely saved at the time, too. I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense, Big Daddy here. You know, we're, uh, we're, we're getting them saved, filled with the Spirit. That was a problem in the Baptist church, too. But <laughs> it was like, 
Everybody speaking in tongues. He said it was of the devil. But really, I had already been all the places the devil was. <laughs> I've been to the club and the riverboat and all of that, and I've seen people drunker than Cooter Brown's cousin up in the bar and never heard nobody say, Hallelujah. I don't been where the devil hangs out. It's not of the devil. It's a huge blessing if as a devil, I'd want you unfilled. So I get up there and I say, yeah, it makes sense. We need to shut that down, you know. We got people getting saved and filled and on fire for God. He said, right, they got their church. He said, we got, we got ours. Who keeps taking it? I hide it from myself. That's weird. I said, no. You'll notice I might say Big Daddy a lot. I don't know why. But I said, no, Big Daddy, you got your church, and I'm out of it. I'm out of it. They wanted me to come in, sit on my pew, put my hands under my butt, and sit there on the pew and be quiet. Come in here and listen and go home. They used to even talk about the Great Commission. I'm like, let's go do it. You're dismissed. <laughs> go into all the world and preach the gospel. I said, let's go. They said, you can go home. And then when we did knock on their door, we told them all that Christians got going for us is dying. First thing they said to ask people is, do you know what's going to happen when you die? They in there watching the saints beat the Cowboys. And they in there watching the, the saints on the football screen after church, watching the football game. And we knock on the door and all we come up talking about is dying. Do you know where you're going to go when you die? They're like, no. I was watching the game. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to die? Well, you, one day you're going to die, you sinner. I'm like, then I found out it wasn't about dying. It was about living. And I found out this thing is not about death and heaven. Jesus didn't come so you could go to heaven. He came so heaven could come to us. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm like, hold up. We got it backwards. And everybody thinks you're going to go to heaven forever. Where do you get this in the Bible? You get about seven years there after the rapture. Then we come back and rule a thousand again here. Then we stay in heaven and earth come together and we stay here. People say heaven forever, heaven forever. You're trying to get out of here. Won't you start dominating and having a champion life right now? Oh. Y'all better watch it. I've been known to just sling it out there, too. <laughs> we got to get some. Somebody said, what Bible? We'll get you another, amen. We'll get you another one. <laughs> I want to go over two things real quickly, praise the Lord. Two things, two points and a poem. I'd like to give you two points and a poem, and you can be dismissed today. And we'll play you a cute video. Two, uh, two areas in these last days, though, that believers will miss out on if they don't identify. I've heard that word in every service I've set to. Pastor Darrell, Miss Darcy said identify. Miss Marcy, I did that last time. Darcy, Marcy, whatever her name is. I think it's Marcy. 
I'm playing. She'll hit me. If, if I, she pretty, you got to watch her now. Yeah, I'm playing. We love, I want to thank Pastor Mark and Miss Ashley. Amen. Or Jennifer or Re- Rebecca. Uh, um, <laughs> I asked my wife what her name is, and she says, Ashley. I said, are you sure? And I asked her that for a reason, because sometimes my wife, she'll be wrong. <laughs> she like, and I walk up to people like, hey, hey, Jennifer, how you doing? And they're like, not my name. I said, I thought, my wife said, you're, no, I'm, I'm Tina. <laughs> anyway, thank you for asking us. We're pleased to be here. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I believe people are going to be set free. One scripture in the Bible, Paul said this. He said, we are not, not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are helpers of your joy. Sometimes you need your joy helped. Did you hear me? Because joy and faith run together. Everybody can stay serious and get a good Bible, Bible study. We go into Bible study. Well, sometimes you just need to get happy. Joy of the Lord is your strength. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and kingdom rise. Well, if joy don't rise, kingdom didn't rise. And I'm wondering what's going to happen when we rise. Kingdom rise. Well, let's rise. Now what? (laughs) Now we're going to fight. We dominate. We rule, we reign, we take over, we advance, we move forward. The light pushes back darkness, confusion leaves, death flees. We go in, we're the body of anointing. We lay hands on the sick, watch them recover. Jesus is Lord, he really is Lord. He really does reign, he really lives in us. Man, I'm getting happy. But there's two areas that if you don't get, you won't experience this in these last days if you attend every church service. You can go to every church service and miss this. There's two areas you have to identify right in these last days. Two. And I'll give them both to you up front, and then we're going to look at some scripture. You need to identify who you are. And some of you think you know, but you don't. And you need to identify when you are. Okay. This ain't 1988. High hair. This ain't ain't 1990. This isn't even 2000. Like we said a second ago, if you can't watch the TV right now and figure out or look at your little old Facebook like we can't get off of. If we can't see that and realize you in the last days, and if the enemy's going to preach his message louder and louder and louder, don't you probably think the church ought to rise up and say, no, not in my town, big dad. Valdosta will be radically changed, not because of Pastor Mark, because of you. But there's going to have to be some boldness hit some of you. Some of us just need slapped. We need the sissy pulled out. You know what we did when all this whole thing started? At our church, I know it might not sound right, but we did it. And I know, don't judge us. But we had a service where we just bound the spirit of sissy. I said, Father, I bind the spirit of sissy in this country right now. We will not bow. We will not give. We will not sit. But the enemy's trying to get us to compromise left and right. He's always done it, though. Go back and read your Bible. I told everybody when they said two weeks to slow the curve. You know what? The Bible also says in Daniel, they said, Daniel, nobody can pray for 30 days. Do you know they were not just going to stop at 30 days? They were trying to shut the move of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit down. Daniel was on fire for God. They're trying to stop. The church. Daniel, you can't pray for 30 days. If you do, we'll throw you in the lion's den. 
Do you know that Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and all of them, do you know that they broke the law? I heard all this silly stuff right when this, you got to obey them. Laws of the land, Romans 13. We got to do what they say. Well, David, they said, David, David, you, we got a law. We got a decree in place here. You can't pray for 30 days, Big Daddy. He says, I'm sorry, I don't listen to you. He says, my God, if you throw me in the lion's den, I'll tell you what's going to happen. You're going to be praising my God when I come out of it. When I come through, you're going to be praising my God. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What happened? They said, we're going to throw you in a, We're going to turn it up seven times. They said, make it as hot as you'd like. I don't bow to no golden image. I don't bow to a golden image. Matter of fact, if you throw us in, our God is coming in there with us. <laughs> see, some of you ain't going to never see. See, the Bible says God moves out in the deep. You got to be bold enough to do something when people are telling you not to do it. You can't have, you don't tell me that. You can't do that. Don't tell me that. That's just going to make me do it more. And we're not going to do it with an attitude and just, you know, be uh, uncompassionate. But we are going to be bold and bodacious with what we believe. Some of us. You know, some of us will shrink back and we'll just do what everybody else is saying. There's about 99.99999% of the people you know that are only doing what they're doing because other folks said do it. It didn't come from their own head. They didn't dream it up. They didn't study it. They don't know. Somebody just said it and they said, okay, we've got to go do it. Everybody bowed to this 100-foot or 50-foot statue of gold. And all of a sudden, here comes Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they said, we don't do that. We worship the God, our God, and only our God, and we don't bow to the statues. And they said, well, you know what? This, what's going to happen is you're going you're gonna to die. No, I'm not. And even if I do, I win. <laughs> so two things we need to know, and I'm not even getting, I didn't want to go to the, way, the win we are yet. Because there's going to be some, man, we're going to see the greatest move. Dan, David, Paul, Peter, all of them would have loved to have been alive when me and you are. They would have loved to have been alive when we are right now. They would have seen this in the future and said, I wish I could have been there for that. People were freaking out, scared, running around, running from each other. And they're saying they're not scared, but they're scared. How do you know you're scared if you avoid something? You go through the graveyard at night or around it? You can tell if you're scared of the graveyard or not then. Why? Because those who are scared of the graveyard go around it. I'm not going to elaborate on that. <laughs> but we're running from stuff. We ought to be running too. We'll get to that. Let's start this. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you your words alive, living and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you, the eyes of our understanding, enlightened that we know the hope of our calling, the riches of our inheritance in the saints, the incomparable great power for us who believe in Jesus' name. And thank you, Father God, that we are already wrecking this church in Jesus' name. Amen. We knocked the stage down already. Praise God. So, go over, if you would, to Luke chapter 12, verse 32. I do teach, and we do go to the Bible. Amen? We're excited about the Bible. I sweat because of the Bible. I get shouting and, and excited because of the book. Everything we got right now because of this book. You tell me, you can have that airplane or you can have that Bible. I'll take the Bible. 
The Bible got me that. It can do it again. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Luke chapter 12, verse 32, you got to know who you are. And I'm not just talking a child of God or a Christian. Christian is listed on Fox News and MSNBC and CNN as a number one, number one world religion. Tells you they have no clue of who we are. We're not a religion. There's no religion. Religious people are trying to get to God, but God come got up in us. God came to us. We're not a religion. Amen. Man. Is it 8.15? Let's go. Let's go fast. I can talk fast now. All right? We'll shout a little bit more and just say, I don't want you to go to sleep, though. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 32, read fast. Do not fear. Say, do not fear. It's not right for a Christian. It's not right for a believer. It's just not right. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father. Say, my father. My father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What'd you get? The kingdom. I didn't get saved. I didn't get forgiven. And if you don't know what you got, you can never be who you are. Now, if you understand this, we're all just forgiven sinners. You don't know who you are. We are just little old us, little old us, little old. No, you don't know who you are. Jesus came and he says, your father takes pleasure in giving you the kingdom. I didn't know what that meant when I got saved in the Baptist church. And they'd talk about the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. They'd talk about all kind of stuff. The lamb of God. I was like looking around. Where's the lamb? Lamb. I didn't know. I hid by, All I did with the Bible at my house was put $100 bills in it. Because I knew nobody in my house, if I put $100 in Leviticus, would ever find $100 in my house. I'd put it in Proverbs, and I'm like, that $100 is safe in my, my drunk house. Three brothers and a sister, and they all running around like crazy. You had money in that little zip-up Bible. I'd put it on my bed. I'd put it on the coffee table in this safe. It could have $10,000 in it, and wasn't, wasn't nobody going to get it. Nobody in my house read the Bible. But then they'd say religious stupid things. Good Lord going to get you, boy. My daddy would say, boy, you be careful out there. The good Lord. The good Lord going to get you. I'm like, well, he's not good then, is he? <laughs> is he going to get me or is he good? Which one is it? I mean, you know, God is good. He's not out to get you. Luke 12, 32, your father gave you the? Kingdom. Say kingdom. kingdom. Say kingdom. You did not receive anything other than what he gave. Yeah. If you were told you got something other than this, you missed it. Yeah. You got Jesus and Jesus brought kingdom. Yeah. He brought a new kingdom and he come and he, the, even John the Baptist said the kingdom of heaven is at. Hey. It's just so you can reach it. Yeah. He's here. Yeah. There's a new kingdom yeah. coming. The kingdom of darkness ruled and reigned, but this king brought a new kingdom. Yeah. He didn't bring a Baptist and a Methodist and a Pentecostal and a Presbyterian. He brought a kingdom. And I really didn't know what that meant until I read real slow. Everybody say king. Dumb. King. Dumb. Dumb. Not dumb. 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 Because I want you to know the word means this, king's dominion. Now, king's dominion is what Jesus brought back. 
And if you don't know who you are, you can never live and live out your purpose and your, what God has done for you. Jesus came to bring back king's dominion. Now watch this. He's the king of kings. And we're the little kings. He's king of. Now watch this. If you're just sitting here poor-mouthing yourself, I'm looking. Raise your hand again if you say Man, the crowns and the royalty and the robes of righteousness and the rings and the I'm telling you right now, do you know? You can look around a room during a shouting session and see if folk know. Well, I ain't good enough. What? He gave you the king's dominion. Well, I gotta and I gotta go fast on this because I wanna I wanna come back here sometime. Short preaching gets you invited back. And I'm already over, I guess. Man, that's strange. Is that a joke? Huh? Go to John 18, 37 real quickly. King's dominion. Hallelujah. Kings. Say kings. Dominion. King's dominion. Now watch this because there's plenty of scriptures that says we're a holy nation and a royal priesthood. I mean, you know, you're royalty. And that don't mean second class royalty. You are first class righteous. You're first class royal. It don't matter if you drank a 12 last night. He didn't make your flesh a king. He put spirit. Man is reborn a king and a queen in Christ. If any man's in Christ, all things are made new. You won't learn it in five years. You want, Paul at year 30 wrote his letter and he says, I just want to fellowship with his sufferings and with his, and, and I'm, I'm fellowshipping with, uh, how'd it go? Fellowshipping with his, uh, I'm fellowship with his sufferings and I'm raised with, it, with, with him also and I just want to be found in Christ. This in Christ stuff, Paul wanted to know about it more and more 30 years later. Even later on, he just said, I got to find out more about this new man in Christ. Man, you can never, I had a guy tell me right when I got saved at the Baptist church, he said, you know, you're going to lose that fire. He said, it's like a new car. You know, the smell wears off of it. The smell wears off and you know, you're going to lose that fire you got right now, right? He said, you can lose that. It's going to go away, but just know this. God still loves you. (laughs) He loves you. Brother, the Lord loves you. The only thing is, it hasn't gone yet. Still got the fire. Still in love. But why? You cannot, cannot let yourself begin to identify with anything else than who you really are. If I could crack you open and look at you, you're royalty, right? I mean, clothed like a king and a queen, standing crowned and looking good. If you don't know who you are in Christ, if you don't think you look good in Christ, you hadn't seen him lately. He's dominating. He's not coming back with a piece of blood dribbling down his face. He's coming back ruling and reigning and fire and dominating. And he's coming back. Boom. He's taking no prisoners. All I ever saw was sissy Christians. I didn't like church people. We would get drunk all night on Saturday night, come in at 4 in the morning, wake up about noon, go to the Golden Corral, and there's all these sad church people. Taking up every seat in the building. <laughs> and then we go in there and I'm like, good, there's these church people again. None of them look happy. Putting tips on the table that protracts. When are we going to get some life in us to where people want what we got? 
We had a waitress just the other night at our, our last night at our restaurant where we go Cheddar's. Had a girl come wait on us. Said, what's your name? She started to take her order. I said, first, uh, you need prayer? She goes, actually, I do. I said, well, not later, right now. Lord, give me a hand. We're praying at the table. We prayed with this girl at the table. And don't know, you know, I'm not saying she fell out the spirit and started shaking and spitting and doing nothing. Nothing supernatural happened. She didn't float away. <laughs> but somebody in this room, actually. See, I don't like this. Because I always go in and I like to get the ticket. Me and Pastor Earl race for the check. We'll find the waitress. Put that on this and don't you let nobody, even especially this dude, tell you that you can take his credit card because mine's the only one going to work on this bill. She goes, okay, okay. Well, I mean, I, she comes back and I said, I tell you what, this is just, she comes because, I mean, it's like the biggest joke. You know, I think I know where they're sitting, but uh, I saw them, and I'm like, somebody come up and said, somebody's already got yours. I said, no, no, they didn't. They said, somebody's already got yours. I said, well, I tell you what you can do, charge me for this raspberry sweet tea. She said, what? I said, charge me for this raspberry sweet tea. I didn't get it just to bless them. I got it to bless you, too, and I'm sure she's already been blessed, but I put a $200 tip on it, and you want to know that she saw some Christians that, see, I got, I love doing that because I didn't want to see her thinking, that's them preachers. There's them old cheap preachers. They throw a five on the table or something, you know. The Bible says we're blessed to be a blessing. You ought to be a blessing so much to people. they like, I love, we go in, where we go out to eat at, people try to race to get our table. I'm getting over there, I'm taking their table. Kings live like that. Kings live like that. Kings live like that. Kings, no longer a beggar. No more begging. No more begging. To now we are royalty. He sang the song and flowing with the spirit. I'm not a beggar no more. His children never begging bread. We've been given the kingdom. But here's the thing. How did we get it and what did we get? I'm going to break your record. This man right here preached for about two hours last time I was with him. John 12, real fast. No, or where did I say? John 18, 37. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Got to let the, I don't see but two people sleeping, but watch it. And I'm going to go stand right by him. Pilate therefore said to him, are you a, are you a Jesus? He's got him in the court. He says, well, are you a king then? And Jesus said, I'm going to say it again, you got that right, Big Dad. <laughs> you, got, you said it right when you said it. Look at him. He said, you said rightly. You said it right, I'm a king. You got that right. Why? For this, for this, what cause? King cause. For this cause, I was born. I was born a King, I came for king cause. Yeah. Now watch this. How many of us have heard this? He was born to die. Everybody say it. He was born to die. He was born a king, and he came for king cause. Now in the NIV, watch this, in John 12, 23. I want you to understand this. 
Because he says, are you a king? He says, I came for king cause. See, we think he just came to show everybody, I'm God, I'm God. No. Man lost his authority, lost his righteousness. Adam's first thing he heard was, you're blessed, you're a son of God, you're royalty, be fruitful, multiply, and take king's dominion. Kingdom, kingdom, dumb, king, kingdom, kingdom. Now watch this, from the very beginning, man was supposed to rule, reign, and dominate. The word dominion means dominate, rule, and reign. Take no prisoners. Not backing down. That's why when everybody starts getting scared and sissy looking, I'm like, what is going on with the kings? Kings don't look like running, right, running from stuff. Kings don't look right, running from things. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Jesus is going to the cross, so you know, in this scripture. And he says right here, watch this, say, king calls. Now, what I want you to see right here, go to the next one, verse 24. Keep rolling with me. Just keep going. Praise God. Is there another one? The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Next one. Verily, truly, verily, very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of of wheat fall to the ground, it remains a single. And I'm sure his disciples are like, He's getting weird again. He's going to the cross and he goes, it's time for the Son of God to be glorified. Lest that kernel of wheat fall to the ground, it remains a single. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. And they're looking at him like, what? Because a seed, he's like, there's a lot of time he told them, eat my flesh, drink my blood. They said, I'm gone. I'm out the door. I ain't drinking nothing, Big Daddy. I'm out the door. So, he, so all of a sudden he says, now he gets into this and he says, I'm going to, to the cross and I came, say king, cause. Now seeds, we're going to see the word seeds, but seeds always produce after their kind. If you plant an orange seed, you get an orange kind. If you plant an apple seed, you get an apple kind. If you plant a plum tree, you get a plum Kind. If you plant a king seed, you're getting king kind. Amen. And when he was sown, he says, if I don't die, I'm going to be a single king. But if I'm sown and if I'm born to die, I'm going to produce many, 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 many. I'm coming. I was born a seed. And I came for king cause. Man lost his authority and his royalty. I got it back for him. When I learned I was a king and not a drunk, everything changed. When I learned I was a king and royalty and Jesus was king and now I'm king kind. What kind of person? You know what they told me about the black church? They said they got their kind. You hear me? See, there's only one kind in the body of Christ. It's king and queen kind. Amen. Some are darker. Some are lighter. Some are freckled up. What color are you? I don't know. I'm spotted. I'm polka dot. Got freckles. You imagine hating somebody because of the color of house they live in? I don't like your red brick house. You're a spirit living in a body. Shallowest people you know are racist. Shallowest, worst kind of person 
is a racist. Black and white. Both ways. It goes both. But it's an identification problem. Because if you don't identify right, you can never live right. You can never dominate in life right. You'll be dominated. You'll take on their cause. When Jesus said he wasn't taking that cause. I'm not in your cause. I'm in king cause. I came to make kings on the earth to dominate. Born a king. God needed a new breed, so he sowed a new seed. All man was was sinner kind, sinner kind. 2,000, 4,000 years of sinner kind, sinner kind, sinner kind. Kept duplicating sinner. Adam kept making sinner, 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 sinner. Like a copy machine. Sinner, 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 sinner. Sinner kind kept popping out. But Jesus said, I'm coming. And God said, you know what? I got another seed in my pocket. I got another seed, and I'm going to get another breed. Whoa, I got a king seed. I got a king card to play. I got King Jesus coming, and he's not coming to make a Baptist. He's got coming to make a Presbyterian. He's coming to make royalty. For this cause I was, bo- I was born to die, and when I die, I was sown to raise up what? Say many. Now the devil's in trouble. Because when it was one Jesus, he could drive the thorns through his skull. They could whip him with a cat of nine tails and shake him. But they didn't know what they was doing. He didn't know what he was doing. And it's a shame that man turned this into a religion. We're got to be, I mean, the dumbest. He made kings and they said, let's make a church. (laughs) Let's make first Methodist. No, he said, we've been made kings to dominate, rule, and reign in life. Let's make the first church down by the river and call it. Got 79,000 denominations in this country. And very few people know who they are. When a king rises up, a king rises up and rules and reigns just by what they say. If he wants a ditch dug, he don't go get a shovel. He says, ditch be dug. See, we still got people talking like we're, we're, we're not what we thought we were. We're not what they said we were. We are who he said we are. You don't have to agree with this. You got to take it up with God. You're just misplacing scripture. I bet I'm not. I've always wondered how the Bible could say that we'll rule and reign like kings and priests on the earth. Well, there had to be a king seed song. And that seed had to produce a breed. We're a new creation. What kind of creation? A new creature. What kind of creature? A new king breed is raised up. And we know who we are in Valdosta. (laughs) How are you so happy? Why are you not? Why are you so excited? Why aren't you? You think you're going to make me feel bad about getting happy? Them people used to call us the happy church. I said, well, that's a whole lot better than the sad church. You're going to get sad one day. Not saying you don't go through stuff. Oh, there's things I've been through, and I've been through as much or more than anybody in the room. You get to choose your attitude, though. I got some people looking at me like, whatever. 
And you know what's funny is preachers don't look back at people how they look at them. That's why I told Jeremiah, Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, he says, do not be afraid of their faces. Sometimes people on the back or the third from the back or the fourth row will be back there going. And I've always wanted to stop preaching to go. What you looking at? Hey, Amen. You get up here. Praise the Lord. Why you even come if you're that mad? <laughs> Golly. We're going to get the sad out of you. Praise God. Somebody steal your puppy. Praise the Lord. I'm playing. There's nobody over here. Eight thirty-five. Let's go home. Whoo! Aren't you glad you're not a white man? I'm serious. If you identify by your skin color, your race, your family tree. My family tree, I don't even like to tell people I'm, this thing's fell out of it. you like, you don't, how many of y'all got some cousins that you don't tell nobody about? You're like, that's your cousin. Distant, you know, distant. He's like fourth cousin, but yeah, he's a distant cousin. I got refathered. My name is Rod E. Schaefer, Roddy Schaefer. My dad's name is Rod. They call him not Rod. They call me Little Rod back in the day. Not real little no more, praise God. I looked at a picture the other day, and I'm not as little as I used to be. I put a picture. I didn't like the picture you used of me. You should have asked me for a picture. I was a little, there was stuff like, look at my chin. Does that have my chin look? Like, Triple chin, you know, you're like, can you find one that's not triple chin? He's like, anyway, you know, we're all growing up, amen? We're all growing. But uh, I got refathered, and they used to, I, I used to like to say this when I got saved. Now my new daddy, my dad's no longer Rod, now my dad is God. See, if you don't understand who you are in Christ, and you got refathered. I got a new daddy. You ever heard that? Who's your daddy? Well, old man, my daddy owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He created everything. He lives in me. I am from a new breed. I'm a new kind of person. I'm not a shaper no more. I'm a king. And he got many in this room. And if the devil been lying to you for 42 years, it can change tonight. If you've been thinking you're religious or black or, or, or your name, no, you don't identify even with your education. Your job is not who you are. It's what you do. I was a coach for years, but I didn't identify as a coach. I identified as in Christ. I'm a new man. Amen. Can't put him in a box. I found that out at the Baptist church. They said, you can't put God in a box. And then I got over here at these charismatic people. And they said, you can't put God in a circle. In our circles, I'm like, well, over there he's in a box, and over here he's in circles. I'm like, which one? He can't fit in neither one of them. He ain't in your circle neither. I found out non-denomination can not it can almost now be another denomination that don't mean spirit filled tongue talking full of power no no i like to tell people they say are you non-denomination i said yes but there's going to be people dancing running speaking in tongues and sweating everywhere and they're like because some people don't want it 
But you turned into the right place at the right time with the right people and you around the right folks. Praise God. Amen. Who was that speaking in tongues? Amen. Identify as who you are. I don't have time to go. I might, if you can come, uh, uh, what, Wednesday morning, you still going to let me talk? Tearing your stage up. I mean, throwing water in your speaker. I don't know. Praise God. I don't know. Yes. He didn't say yes yet. He went. <laughs> Wednesday morning at 930. I'm going to go in this slower. Uh, it's Wednesday morning. Everybody's asleep. And you're like teaching. I'm going to try to. Amen. Go to Hebrews 10, 24. Hebrews 10, 24. This is the win. You need to know who you are. You need to know when you are. This is not 2000. This isn't even 2017. And if you can't see the writing on these walls, you're going to get sucked right in the, sucked up right in it. If I hear one more preacher tell me about some numbers, you know the numbers in our area, I'm like, shut up. Shut that up. I don't want to hear another number. I forgot about that stuff a long time ago. Not watching that. Not feeding on that. You feed your fear, your fear is going to grow. You can get as scared as you want to. My kids have never been afraid to walk through the house or do anything. Why? We never let them turn on a scary movie in their life. There's no fear in them. We talk about fearless, fearless. That's just talk for some people, but you're going to meet some fearless people. I mean, you want to live fearless. I fear nothing. I'm fearless. Say fearless. Fearless. Amen, Danielle. Praise God. I got to make, if my wife's happy, I really don't care. Amen. I got to go home with her. <laughs> but she looks slow at me. You're on COVID again. Get off of that. People are going to get offended. Who cares? No, I'm being, being real serious right now. Who cares? We're either going to get this right or wrong. We're either going to correct this thing and the church is going to get this thing right. Or we're going to do what the world's telling us to do. And we say, why? Because we're the body of well, I want to correct you on that because the Bible says this, that Jesus Christ, and he is not Jesus Christ, and Christ is not his last name. It's not like Jim, uh, Jesus Johnson. He's not Jesus Smith. He wasn't Jesus Christ. He was Jesus, and he identified, they identified him as the, the anointed one filled with the anointing. Wait a minute, don't get too happy because we say we're the body of anointing whoa my god say we're the body of anointing we're the body of anointing we're the body of anointing if any man be in the no we're the body of the anointing if any man be in the he's a new creature he's anointed now we are royalty anointed dominating believers on the earth what what I thought I was a sinner saved by grace. We're anointed, royalty, powerful, carriers of the glory. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. Ooh, not to go to church. I didn't get happy when they said you can go back to church. We're good. I've given away plenty of suits. Amen. We'll give this one away tonight. Hebrews 10, 24. Let's go to the house. Marcus, we're not, we're going to chat. We're going to rejoice at least tonight. Come on back when you get ready. Hebrews 10, 24. 
Hebrews 10, 24. It says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another along to good deeds. Verse 25, keep going. Not giving up, meeting together. Go to the New King James. New King James, if you would. Hallelujah, New King James. Watch this. It says, uh, New King James, if you got it. He says, it's, it's, it's on no way. But say, don't give up. Don't give up meeting together. In the New King James, it says, do not forsake assembling of yourselves together. There is no Facebook church. We're together. We can be together online. Cop out. Don't even talk like it. Don't even go there. Don't go there. I know, man. That's, there's looks now. Because you had all kind of people. Our church is growing left and right. We had 3,000 people watch us for four seconds. <laughs> yeah. After four seconds, you get a count. And you think all them people watching you. Well, our church grew in COVID. You listen to them. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some, but exhorting one another and say it again. Say it again. So much the more as you are you going to see things different? Are things going to be able to be seen as you can see the day approaching? Can we see the day is coming where we're going to have to do more, not less. More gathering, not less gathering. More shouting, not less shouting. More rejoicing, not less rejoicing. More word, not less word. More prayer, not less prayer. More, more, more. more. Say more. Now, what I want you to understand is this. You can look around in the natural and see the day has approached. It's here. We've been talking about it since I've been saved 26 years. The end times, Jesus is coming. Now it hits, and you think the church is going to rise up. Kingdom, rise. And all of a sudden, they said there's a virus out there. And I saw people run to their house. Some people don't like this, and I'm telling you again, I got to say what the Lord tells me to say. He said, don't you be afraid of their faces. You get mad, you get happy in the pants you got mad in. It don't take long to change your attitude. So, and I want nothing slow. A lot of time when we hear these messages, and he knows that. But a lot of time, you know, you hear about these messages, who you are in Christ, what you got, kings and priests, royalty. The church goes. I'm like, what? Whatever game have you been to when you win and you hear about the victory and you go. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm like, this is a time to celebrate. Wait, you didn't wait. This is too good to be true. There was a seed sown. He said, I come for king calls. You might have been sinner calls. You might have been an old sinner, an old drunk. But watch this. Now, here's with the verse. How many of you see the day approaching? How many of you can see the day approaching? How many of you can see the day approaching? Over here. How many of you can see the day is changing? Okay, most everybody. Now, watch this. Watch this. Psalm 8, Psalm 118, verse 24. Psalm 118, 24. Sow it up, 
We said this a lot. This verse we just saw said you'll be able to, when the sea, the day approaches, he says you'll do so much the more. This scripture says this is that day. Say this is the day. If you ain't seen it, this is the day that the Lord has. Watch this. What's our job in this day? A believer's meeting is a celebration party. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast today. We trust you received a word from God. If you enjoyed this teaching, be sure to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes. By subscribing, you'll be sure to receive a new message every week as soon as they are made available. And if you'd like to learn more about Anchor Faith Church, you can stop by our website at anchorfaithvaldosta.com. There you'll find our locations and service times, ministries that are available for you and your family. You can even give financially in support of the ministry. Thank you again for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next time right here on the Anchor Faith Church podcast.